This Tottenham Hotspur season preview edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, we are cracking on with our 20-team season preview uh, for the Premier League, which starts in exactly one week, minus six minutes from now. We are recording this on Friday night uh, at six minutes past eight. Uh, so the EFL has kicked off, um, but the Premier League is one week away. And tonight we're going to have a look at Tottenham Hotspur. Lots to talk about here. Very interesting season upcoming for Spurs. Joining me from Bingham in Nottingham is uh, Mr. Barry Penaluna. Good evening, Barry. Evening, Malcolm. How are you, Malcolm. son? What's happening? I'm all, I'm all good. We've got football. It's underway. The Has anyone scored yet? No. But we've got we cashed football. any bets in the first six no. minutes? No, but there's football. Real life football. Real life actual football. football involving men. Because we have seen I am not a bet tonight, but because I didn't want to spoil myself because I knew I wasn't going to get to watch much of it. Because uh, yeah. I knew we were sitting here for a long old time. So um, if time works out, I might get the live go in the second half. Because um, what I do want to watch is how the, the stoppage time and all that works. Because I think they're going to do all the same things. Uh, we're already scheming our angles for next weekend when the Prem starts and uh, how many extra goals there might be because of the extra time. And I'd like to see how it pans out tonight. That's just one of the reasons. Um, and then you've got players like Adam Ward, uh, James Ward-Prowse, uh, players like that playing tonight for, for Southampton. So interesting stuff. Um, but we are talking about Spurs, Baz. Um, and this is definitely one of the more interesting teams to look at in terms of the possible outcomes um, because we just recorded Man City pass there wasn't very many outcomes to win it if they have a shocking season they might finish second or third um, Tottenham have got all the outcomes uh, absolutely they could finish second under a fantastic managerial display um, or they could finish second bottom and it all completely and utterly goes tits up and I think everything on the table um, is live so it's going to be an interesting season um, any Spurs fans who have found us uh, looking for a bit of Tottenham content before the season kicks off um, you'll find us where you found us now wherever you're listening Apple, Google uh, Spotify it is uh, the Premier League Gambling Podcast we are on Twitter at SGP and Premier uh, YouTube as well we stream these shows live our, our bi-weekly pick shows uh, we give out picks for all the Premier League weekend action. We review it earlier in the week. Um, we give out Champions League, AFL, international breaks, everything like that. You can follow us. Uh, so, yeah, go and give us a like or a follow or a review or whatever you do on the particular platform that you're using. Um, and we'll see if we can't turn up a couple of winners here because, like I say, the whole gamut is in play. But Tottenham Hotspur finished eighth last year with 60 points. Um, by the numbers, Baz, to win the Premier League next season, Tottenham are 50-1. to 1. For a top four finish, they are 4-1. to 1. 
The top six finish is six to five plus 120. To finish outside the top six, they are eight to 13 minus 161. Relegation is 80 to one. Um, a top half finish is one to eight minus 800. A bottom half finish is nine to two. And on the handicap, Tottenham are getting a 25 point head start. Um, so I think the odds are just about right. I mean, really, very much a tale of two halves last year um, for Spurs. They won seven of the first 12 pre-World Cup. We're going along quite nicely. They then came back and won five of seven uh, from the restart through to March. But that seems like, Baz, it was absolutely years ago because you can't really remember. The collapse was so spectacular that that's like all you can remember. Um, yeah. I remember them beating Manchester City early in the season. But apart from that, you can't remember positive Tottenham things because recency bias and the fact it was so shambolic. Um, it was just unbelievable. They, they won three of the last 11, um, which included that Brighton game when there was the world record amount of awful VAR decisions. Uh, so in three of 11, we're lucky to do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, there was that home defeat by Bournemouth, which we picked. We picked Bournemouth at round about eight to one. Uh, there was the six one at Newcastle, which in that first twenty minutes, I was sitting there like head in hands. I just did not know what was going on. It was incredible. Um, there was the hilarious. Now you can look at it, although at the time it wasn't funny. The four three at Liverpool. There was a home loss to Brentford, um, and the levels of performance just absolutely completely fell off. Um, so, I mean, can you try and surmise what happened last year, Baz? What did you see? Um, a lot of it came down to Conte, and he? he seemed to lose. We'd said for a while, hadn't he? He'd obviously lost the team, lost the dressing room. Uh, it didn't help when he just started calling them out in public. Um, and I think they stuck with it too long, didn't they? They really hung on and hung on to him for longer than they they probably should have done. And then didn't go out and get a manager, which was a bit... Well, they replaced him basically with his best mate. Really, didn't they? They um, replaced him without replacing him. Yeah, that, I mean, that was, a, that was a big mistake, keeping Stellini there. Um, so nothing really changed. You know, they then tried to mix it up with Ryan Mason uh, again. I think really, if they were going to get rid of Conte, they should have went for someone there and then. You know, the player, the, the managers that were originally mentioned, it was like St. Orglesman, um... Who else was being linked? I can't even think now who, who the other ones were. Lots of big names who were available at the time. And I felt like if they wanted them, just go get them. Um, very similar to Chelsea. They've done the same thing. They got rid of Graham Potter and brought in Lampard instead of just going out and getting what they wanted. Pochettino was obviously the, one of the other ones linked with, with coming back to Tottenham. Um, I think they probably should have made an effort. I, I think by that point, they just gave up on the season, didn't they? Towards the end, they... Yeah, they really did give up on it. Um, I don't think they were bothered about whether they got into the Europa Conference League or not. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's very little positives to remember as a non-Spurs fan, and I, I would imagine if it's a, if you're a Spurs fan, that would be even worse. Lots of uh, lots of negatives from last season. Um, so going forward, then we need to know what's changed, and still at the at the time of us chatting, Baz, it's uh, more questions than answers. Although, the, obviously, the biggest question is Harry Kane. I mean, I say it's quarter past eight now on the Friday night and 
it's, I watched the news headlines at seven o'clock and it was that Bayern Munich have put in their final bid for Harry Kane and expect an answer quickly. Um, because that really is the, the the keystone to Tottenham's entire season. So your gut feeling, Baz, I mean, I think he's gone. Um, well, where do you see him starting? I think we've covered this at various points on, on other shows. And my opinion has always been that I, th- I think he's gone. Um, the longer it goes on, the the less convinced I am. I still I still lean towards that way at the moment, but I just don't know what Daniel Levy's game is. Uh, personally, I think if they let him see out his contract and go for free next year, I think they're absolutely mad. If they're turning down 90 million, 95 million, something like that, for the sake of one more season of Kane, a season which is definitely um, a sort of season of transition. I, I don't see them competing for things next year. So I don't think it's like, let's let's hold on to Kane and we can we can do this, we can win this, we can get top four. I think they're just keeping him for the sake of keeping him. Um, and for me, if they get rid of him now, it's already possibly too late. I think if they were going to get rid of him, they should have done it by now and, and had time to spend that money and get another striker in. Um, so... I don't know what they're playing at. I, I never really know what Daniel Levy's playing at, uh, and I don't think Spurs fans know what he's playing at. Um, I would still lean towards him going. It sounds like he's very much keen on the idea of Bayern Munich, but also I think we get the impression he's not the type of player that is going to kick up a fuss, put in transfer re- transfer requests or refuse to play, anything like that. So if Spurs keep playing hardball, Harry Kane might just think, well... See, I'll see it out for a year and then go, go next year. Um, I, I think Spurs are mad if they if they do that. Um, so yeah, we'll see. It's just a big unknown, but it's getting late, isn't it? Now in the day, this is what why Man United pulled out of it. It's exactly what they anticipated. They, they reckon Man United were interested and said they weren't interested in pissing about negotiating with Levy for months on end only to get to the transfer window and possibly not have a deal done. So they, they pulled out for that reason and it's it's proven to be the case. Spurs will always play hardball like and see where it ends up. I mean, so the, the possible uh, positives for Tottenham, they've got a new manager, um, Ange Postacoglu, uh, did really well in the A-League in Australia, um, went to Scotland with a really good reputation, did nothing but enhance it. Um, you can call it a question that the... the how easy that was. Um, although, I mean, we've seen Steven Gerrard and other people fail. So, um, and what I do like, he's, he's quite easy to listen to. Um, he doesn't, he's not one of these old dinosaur types. Um, I think there's a the part of that's the Aussie in him because they're always quite engaged. And even we've just sat there with a summer of Ashes cricket and listened to Australians interview. And they do, they do speak a little bit more candidly than a lot of other people. It's not heavy media training rubbish. Um, so it's quite easy to, quick, easy to listen to. We talk sense. Um, obviously, the, the St. James Madison, um, I think the whole excitement with Madison was to pair him with Kane um, to get those little through balls, set pieces, um, whip those crosses in for him. Picked up a new goalkeeper, Vicario, which I think was important because Reese completely and utterly shot his bolt. Um, I think that game at Newcastle broke him where he went off at half-time. Uh, with a fractured ego. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing is, do you think 
Postacoglu can get them going or not. The defence, Baz, looks horrible. I mean, and they've done barely anything to address it. Actually, the breaking news there um, an hour ago was the, the Ajax defender, uh, Van, what's his name? I know. Van der Men. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey Van der something or other. Um, to shore it up a bit, because you look down that, and I mean, Tottenham's, they've got songs about how bad their defenders are. Uh, that's kind of their affectionate crack is to, to tell you how bad each defender is. Um, I mean, Eric Dyer on the slide, Emerson Royal, Romero just looked mentally shot. Pedro Poro did okay. Um, he'd score you a really good half volley at one end in a 4-1 defeat. Um, Sanchez, Shambles, um, there's not much else in there, really. They did miss uh, Ben I, I was looking because yeah, we'll, we'll come on to um, Fantasy League stuff towards the end here. But you look at the Fantasy Premier League and you look at the li- how long the list of defenders is there. I mean, it's a list of shit defenders. But oh, it's David, awful. It's horrible. Dyer, Perisic, Royal, Romero, Porro. That's six. We've then got Cessinon, Sanchez, Spence, Tanganga. That's ten. Region, <laughs> Rodon, Udogi. Thirteen defenders on the list there. And yet, Tottenham fans will tell me they're desperate for two defenders, which which you can understand why. They need two centre-offs. Um so yeah, they're not short of defenders, but they are short of quality at the back. I think they they have, as you say, Poro has signed now for forty million. He was on loan last year, and, and that became permanent. Um, and, and there's, there's one striker listed as well, one forward. We talked about this with them. Manchester United only having Martial listed as a striker, and I know it's a part of the modern game where Richarlison and whatever um, listed as midfielders. But you've got one forward listed, not. One good one and a couple of reserves. You've got one, uh, and he's about to jump on a plane to Germany. Like, um, we make some bets, Baz. Uh, I'll tell you about our Patreon uh, first here, the Sports Gambling Podcast. Patreon fighting the good fight against corporate gambling um, is the place to be. You'll get things like the SGP Stories Podcast, ad free, uncensored show, highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs, the NFL. Win totals contest is a belter. $1,000 first place prize. There's a Discord channel just for the patrons. Uh, all our free picks and content is on there. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So, lead us off, Baz. We said this could go one or two ways. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Which way did you have it going and what picks did you make as a result? Well, I'd wrote my notes for this um, about a week ago because we were supposed to be doing this podcast with somebody else who, who ghosted us. Um, I also contacted a friend of mine who's a Spurs fan, see if he'd fancy coming on the show with us. And he couldn't because he was off on holiday to Thailand. But Mike did uh, give me his, his lowdown on where he oh, thinks like they're this. at. Um, he said it's probably just as well he doesn't come on our show because he's not sure he could be very polite about Spurs at the moment. Oh, he's uh, fitting, deep-fitting beautifully, Buzz. I know. I don't think he listens to our show. He doesn't realise uh, how impolite we can be about Spurs or, or others. Um, he said, unless you know, unless they sort the Kane situation out now, um, he, he thinks they're in big trouble. And he, and he said, if Kane's going to go, it needs to happen now and, and not at the end of August. Um he also reckons desperately need two centre backs um, and another striker to help Richarlison uh, on the assumption that Kane's going to go. Um, he fears 
the club have already shafted Postacoglu before he's even started. Um, and he said, with you know, if they got the two centre backs in and they and they got another striker in to go alongside Rochalson, he'd fancy them of potentially squeezing back into the top six. Um, but he says the later it goes on, the less time there is to gel. Coming in too late, you know, we're only a week away from the season now. He says if those centre backs don't sign, he, he can see them leaking goals, and he thinks they're looking at a top half finish at best is his ambition well not his ambitions but his expectations for this season yeah. is, is they're in a battle to finish top half as it stands at this point um, and I assume you know that's on the assumption Kane will go um, he pointed out and I think we picked this up last year was Spurs will leak goals uh, and over you know across the season things like over three goals um, both teams to score in the games will, will be worth keeping an eye on particularly if they don't fi- fix the um the problems in defence. So for me, um, I think Spurs to finish bottom half at um, it was one hundred thirty plus three thirty. Um, oh, I've got ninety two bats for that price, man. Got ninety two. Uh, I wrote this yeah. down a while ago, so they're, they're obviously getting. You know, I don't know. People must be fancying them a bit more. Um, the bottom half, I, I don't mind, but then I looked at teams. Who I think will definitely finish above them, and then and then look for a price around that. Um, I mean, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, Newcastle. There's five who I think definitely finish above Spurs this season. So then, for Spurs to finish bottom half, you've still got to find another five. You know, Chelsea, Villa, Brighton. Then it gets tight. So, so I think. Yep. I think it's hard to back them bottom half because 10th is is there it's up for grabs and Spurs are definitely the best of the rest in terms of the teams we've, you know, outside of the teams I've just mentioned. So I looked for teams in and around the same area in the market as Spurs and look for a team that I think will finish above them. And for me, it's Aston Villa. I can get Aston Villa at 11 to 8 to finish above Spurs. Oh, uh, and I really like that that. Sorry? That's an unbelievable bet. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, we're all... You know, everyone we spoke to on the show recently, uh, and we have both said we think Villa will get stronger. Um, at the moment, there's nothing to suggest to us Spurs are, are going to have any major resurgence. So I like the look of that. Uh, it's it's Villa to finish above Spurs. So it's a it's a fade of Spurs rather than a Spurs pick. But I think uh, yeah, Villa finishing above Spurs is the one for me. That's at eleven to eight. Okay. Uh, did you see um, Southampton have scored bad? So you're halfway to cashing your first bet of the season. Nathan, uh, Teller. Nathan Teller. Well, yeah, the hashtag free Teller uh, was going mad last week with Burnley. We, we talked about a Burnley guy and they wanted Teller. Uh, he's on the score sheet. That's probably going to cost him an extra few quid now. Um, my thinking was exactly the same as you, Baz, um, of the which way they're going to go up or down question. I think Spurs need time. And I don't think Foster Cogley was going to get it, unfortunately. It's just a bit of a poison challenge, that job at the moment. And this, the fans are sick, like they've had enough. Uh, so I don't think Foster Cogley was really going to have the time he needs. Um, I do think they're going to lose Kane and they're just going to concede a ton of goals. The same reasons, Baz, as you, I was looking at the same bet. I'm happy to take it to finish in the bottom half at 92. Um, we're effectively looking at maybe the top eight. It's had a match bet with the teams around them, um, say Aston Villa, Brighton, Brentford are one. Um, so I've got three picks here um, for Tottenham to finish below. Uh, Brentford, 
are five to one, which is a great price. Um, finish now. There's a this you might bulk at this one a little bit, Baz. To finish below Wolves um, is eleven to one, and like I say, Wolves are the team that I've got a little bit higher than most. Um, so I've actually got Wolves in. Um, I've got in my league table. I've got Tottenham tenth and Wolves eleventh, um, but that close together, 11 to 1, you're going to take the 11 to 1 shot over those. And the other one is a team I think are going to go well. Um, is Nottingham Forest. Forest to finish higher than Tottenham is 14 to 1. So I've got Forest up in uh, 13th place. Again, we get Tottenham in the bottom half uh, and we'll start cashing bets as they sink down. We'll start with Villa. We'll cash a 5 to 1 as they pass Brentford. We'll cash an 11 to 1 as they sink below Wolves. We'll cash a 14 to 1 as they drop below Forest. But we're going to be rich. Yeah, I think it's, you know, we, we could look very foolish with a lot of these, couldn't we? Let's be honest. Oh, uh, yeah, when they finish third, yeah, we look like right You're tits. not backing Forest to finish above them because you think Forest will finish above them. It's purely value, isn't it? You're, you're looking at, you know, how close you see them and how close the bookies see them. And if you're saying value where a price just looks a bit too big, then we take it, we take our chances on it, don't we? Yeah, because you're going to cash in one of those. Brentford, Wolves or Forest uh, and, you, and you make a little bit of money like obviously if they finish in the top half then so be it but uh, that's why we're in this business Baz you uh, pay your money and take your choice we'll look at some FPL options um, in a moment after I've told you about underdog fantasy the NFL season is right around the corner underdog picking is the best way to get down on a ton of NFL player props if you Tottenham fans might go to the NFL this might interest you uh, loads of opportunities to win the daily MLB contests and make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where the first prize is $3 million. Head to underdogfantasy.com, use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Right, fantasy stuff, Baz. It does kind of revolve around Kane. Um, I know you're the, you're the FPL man, Baz, so hit us with anything that jumps off this squad that you just five minutes ago slagged off as I mean it's hard isn't it we've got Kane obviously 32 goals last year Perisic also had 12 assists last year last season Kane had 263 points Son was only on 152 disappointing season for him last year but still 152 seems like a big score uh, in a season where he appeared to do nothing uh, you know so not bad Madison uh, last year with, with 135 for Leicester um, but he did miss quite a bit of time as well, so I'd expect him to go higher in terms of his points tally. The problem with Kane, if he stays, you would want him in your team, that's fine, but he's priced at £12.5 million, and it's almost impossible to take him and Haaland, and we feel you have to have Haaland. Um, I mean, points-wise, there wasn't much between the two of them last season, um, but Haaland just seems to have that if you haven't got Haaland and you're not Captain Haaland, you're always watching in fear that he's going to get threes and fours. Um, whereas Harry Kane is just the consistent goal a week, every week. Um, Haaland can hit the big scores, which is which is what you need. So Kane, as I say, I, I just can't get him in alongside Haaland. You'd be spending more than 25% of your budget on your first two players. It's a big ask. Defensively, would worry me a bit until I've seen a bit more of Postacoglu's Spurs. 
you know, there's a suggestion they'll be playing a four-three-three, but with really attacking fullbacks, and that would worry me with the defence, the sort of centre backs they've got. Um, how exposed are they going to be? The likes of Dyer and Romero. Um, so at the moment, I would like to see how Spurs are setting up and how they start off defensively before I consider any of them. If they've got those really attacking fullbacks, then of course that could become an option. Someone like Poro, um, Perisic. Udogi is one that's been mentioned, but definitely wait and see. I think so far for me, for Spurs, in total, it's wait and see. I can't see Kane finding his squad simply because of the price and simply because I have to have Haaland. You'd want to see Son rekindle some form before he was considered. He's still a big price. You know, he'll have dropped back a little bit, but Son is still £9 million. Um, and Madison, I'd just like to see how Madison fits into the team. Madison could definitely become an option. He's one I could see becoming a, a, an option if he gets off to a good start. Seven and a half million. Um, so Madison definitely on the watch list. And as I say, I think I've got Porro on the right on, on the watch list in terms of those attacking returns from a defensive point of view. But initially, I don't see any of them making my starting lineup. Yeah, I didn't have much at all, Baz, really. I mean, Richarlison. Um, is an option if Kane goes, which is yeah, been a popular yeah. been a popular Twitter sort of play. A lot of the FPL um, accounts have been throwing that out because it just he's a midfielder. He's going to be playing through the middle. He's relatively cheap. He's in, he's going to be in the same price bracket, if not cheaper, than a, a lot of other players. And uh, is someone who not plays second fiddle, I think he's like. But other than that, like I say, Madison, the value goes if Kane goes. Son has got too many questions to answer at the moment. Um, and say until you know how Tottenham are going to go and who he's going to play, um, it's coming in, we're recording this a week out before the season. So there's options to change it, but as it stands, won't be for me. Uh, we do have a listener league, uh, any Tottenham fans who are listening in, who want to join us. Um, we've got uh, some money available. We've got 150 quid in cash and some merch at the Egger Cup. Um, and the glory that goes with that, the listener league code is CVVQAB. That is Calderwood, Van der Vaart, Van der Vaart, Quilt, Anderson, Ben Tanker. Um, you might be asking why I said Quilt if you can't remember a Tottenham player called Johnny Quilt. That's because there's no cues, Faz. We looked down the whole list, didn't we? First name, yeah. surname, in the history of Tottenham, no cues. So I did think Darren Anderton was a bit of a wet quilt one back in the day. So it was all kind of linked in. Uh, so yeah, CBV, QAB, come and play. Um, any other Tottenham crack bars before we uh, let these good people go? No, that's it for me. Um, you know, Hopefully there's an end to the Kane saga soon so we can all work out uh, exactly where we should have Kane, uh, where, where we should have Spurs in our predicted tables for this year. Correct. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Like I say, go and find our regular content. Hopefully you'll enjoy it as the season cracks up. Um, good luck with any bets you're having, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.